Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Is the mindset of an elite performer in sports or business something that anyone can build or aspire to? Well, I believe the answer is yes. And today, my guest, Dr. T, a psychiatrist and former NCAA wrestler who works with elite athletes and executives, is here with us to share proven techniques to build confidence, concentration, and composure under pressure. You'll learn his control the controllables approach to regulating anxiety by focusing on attitude, gratitude, and effort. This conversation will give you powerful mental skills to overcome negative thoughts and excel despite fear and execute at a high level. I want to make you aware of something that's really cool, though. Dr. T has a free mindset summit that starts tomorrow, and the lineup is ridiculous. And like I said, it's 100% free. I'm not going to make any money by promoting this. He's definitely not making any money off of this. It's a free opportunity for people to level up. And I feel like if I can bring you excellent resources, that that's my job. So go check it out. The link is in the show notes. All right, so let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. Dr. T, you say that the difference between being a good athlete and an elite athlete isn't often determined by skill or experience, but it's rather the mindset that the athlete has. Can you talk about what you're doing at the Mindset Training Institute and really how this would apply to normal folks like me? You know, I'm a, I'm a busy dad, I'm an entrepreneur. How could we use this to be better at work, be a better parent, be a better friend, and to really take on the difficult challenges that we have in our life? Yeah, no. So I think it's a great question. I mean, so one thing I would say is that whether you're a current competitive athlete, a former athlete, or what I consider a life athlete, right? We're all competitive in something. Right? We're all trying to get better in something, right? And again, that might be our sport. That might be our profession. That might be as a parent. That might be as a spouse. So to me, mindset is partly looking at what are we doing and what can we do to improve, right? And to grow. And so that's an important piece that just speaks to mindset. Now, when I talk about kind of the difference between a good athlete and a great athlete and what we're doing, I mean, think about confidence, right? Confidence is something that a lot of us struggle with. We want to be more confident. Sometimes we show up and we nail a presentation or, you know, we perform really well in a specific task. And then there's other times the same presentation or the same task at a different time, we really waver, right? And to me, that's a mental thing, right? A lot of times we get, mm. we lose our composure, we get frustrated, we get overwhelmed. And so we start rushing things. Again, that could be on an athletic field, that could be in our family life. Composure to me is a mental thing. And the other thing is our focus, our concentration, right? Like sometimes we are on it, we know exactly what to do and we can plan out if I do this move, then they're gonna do this move and then I'll respond to this move. Even with our kids or our significant other, if I say this, they're gonna react this way and then I'll do this. And then, and oftentimes then we lose that focus and we get distracted. So to me, what we train is really understanding that these are all skills. This doesn't have to do with being the biggest or the fastest or the strongest or the richest or the most successful in your company, this is really about looking at how can I grow my confidence, my composure, my concentration, and really be able to understand that these are trainable things. The other point to that is we know that anxiety, fear, and doubt are things that get in our way. And so many of us want to get rid of them. And again, what I do is really kind of teach that these are part of the normal human experience. These are part of the athletic experience. These are part of 
you know, the competitive work environment experience. This is what happens in families. And so really teaching people how to work within the context, recognizing these things, being able to manage them so they can actually help you versus get in your way. Okay. So what are some tools or action steps we can take to improve our confidence, focus, and concentration to overcome fear, doubt, et cetera? Yeah. So it's a great question. And basically you're asking me to give away my whole program, right? But I think in the context Absolutely. of this, I'll have to share. <laughs> a few to secrets, a few secrets. No, totally. So I think there's a couple of things, right? One is this idea is that so many of us are outcome focused, right? Whenever we're doing anything, we're thinking about the outcome, right? Like I want to win the game. I want to make the team. I want to get a promotion. And so we start focusing on the product or the outcome. And so one of the things I really do is help folks focus on the process. And I actually call it processivity over productivity. So this ability really, Mm. how do you focus on the process? How do you create a process that's actionable, that's measurable, that allows you to activate your learning process? So I work with folks on how to do that, how to teach that in a very specific way. And there's specific ways to do it. I think that's one thing. The other thing that we talk a lot about is language and how our brains process, right? The way we think affects how we feel, how we feel affects what we do. And these things are all closely connected. And you and I have talked about this. So really helping people understand what language to use, what language to avoid, and what that does within the brain and the brain's learning process. And again, these are things that we train. These aren't things that just in that moment you tell yourself, I got this, I believe in myself. When you feel like you don't have and you don't believe in yourself, like any other skill, you have to train it. So really identifying what those actionable phrases are, what makes sense to somebody, make sure it's really authentic to that person, I'm very big on avoiding the word don't. So I'll say that in here, right? Because don't is a word that so many of us use, right? Don't quit. Don't give up, right? We say these things. What we don't understand, right? There I went ahead and used it. What we don't understand though is that (laughs) it's a negative word. And so when we talk about being positive and Mm. we need to be positive, don't is a negative word. The other thing is that it introduces doubt. So if we're thinking, don't quit, now we're thinking, well, what if I quit? I don't want to quit. No, what? I don't want to quit. Don't turn the ball over. I got to hold the ball. What if I turn the ball over? And inevitably, then we start focusing mm-hmm. on the outcome again. And the third and final thing is that when we're in a high stress environment, our brain a lot of times will not process that word. So when we hear or we say, don't turn the ball over, we'll turn the ball over, right? Think about as a parent, if you tell your kid, don't walk away, where are they going? Don't touch that. So it's just important to understand mm-hmm. language and the intentionality of language and then probably one of the other things that I talk a lot about, and you and I talked about this a little bit, is really focusing on things that we can control and things that are within our control and how to develop it, an actual process to be able to do that so that you're focusing less on things out of your control, which tend to heighten anxiety and fear and doubt, and really taking that within things that you can control and being able to implement ways to focus on those things, which are going to help you feel more confident as well. So those are a couple things. Let's be honest, there is a ton of junk science out there right now and unrealistic recommendations being made to busy people like you and me from some of the quote leaders in the field. This is stuff that like nobody has time to do. That's why I've put together a weekly newsletter called Adaptation. Every Friday, I send you out a free email with curated information and resources for your mind, body and recovery to help you look, feel and perform your best. This is actionable information for busy people that want to level up. So sign up for it now. The link is in the show notes. Yeah, your your shirt right now says control the controllables. 
and it's so funny. It's something that I've thought about for a very long time. As a matter of fact, I think Jimmy Johnson used to have his non-negotiables, right? And I think Jimmy Johnson was a phenomenal football coach, really cared about the mindset of the athletes and was one of the, I'm not going to say the first coach, but was one of the early coaches to really incorporate that into his training processes and how he prepared the team. But I believe he was also somebody that was talking about, hey, let's control what we can control. There's things in games, in the economic climate that are completely out of our control. So what are some things that are in our control that we should be focused on? Yeah, the things that we just discussed? We got to give Jimmy Johnson a shout out because he's got great hair too. So if he's able to- I wish I had hair. (laughs) So do I. So So this is what I do. I think about the controllables. I really break it down. And again, everything I do has a process, right? I'm very process oriented. And I recently did a TED Mm -hmm. talk on this and the title is Control the Controllables. And to me, there's three things we can always control. There's three things that we can always control. And that's effort, attitude, and gratitude, right? And so when I talk about effort, I don't talk about it necessarily in terms of physical effort, but also mental effort. And so identifying areas of focus that we can put our attention to every day. For example, if you're a student athlete, every day you can do one thing for your school, right? Your schoolwork, one thing for your sport and one thing for yourself. So if we think about in every day, we say, all right, what are my three areas of focus? We put our intention, one thing into school, one thing into sport, one thing to ourself at a minimum. So if we're having a great day, that might be, listen, I'm going to like, Right, get this paper done. I'm going to do an extra workout and, you know, I'm going to sit and, you know, catch up with a friend that I haven't seen in a long time, whatever. If you're just having a horrible day and you're just struggling, it might be, you know what? I'm just going to make it to class. I'm just going to make it to my workout or my training session and I'm just going to get out of bed, right? Those might be the three things, but that to me is mental effort. Mm-hmm. It's putting in effort and intention. Attitude, we come back again to the way that we use language and the way we think about things. And we can't always control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond. So one of the things I've done, which I also teach, is really reframing this concept of failure. So many of us are afraid of failure. We're so afraid of like not getting what we want. And we think about it as falling short, not meeting our goals, letting people down. And it goes down this whole cascade of feeling angry, frustrated, discouraged, which then impacts our actions, which is our thoughts, our motivation goes down, our effort goes down, our performance goes down. So attitude is choosing how we think about the word fail. And I reframe it, F-A-I-L, to first attempt in learning. First attempt Mm. in learning. So now when you think about the word fail and you say, huh, this is a first attempt in learning, your thought process is, huh, I have more attempts, right? I can grow. I'm just learning. I'm just starting out. That changes the emotional construct and it changes the response. You know, we're talking about Mm. like icons in sports. Michael Jordan said, I failed over and over and over again. And that's why I've succeeded, right? He talks about this idea of failure. David Goggins, right? Who's sort of the goat of mindset, if you will, talks about that failure is a gift that's overlooked and inevitable. I mean, these people that are highly successful, Serena Williams says she's learned more from setbacks than she has from successes. Like these people have found a way to reframe and think about that. So that's attitude. And then gratitude is again, is we always can choose to appreciate the situation we're in, even if it's really difficult, right? Or it's really challenging, appreciating the opportunity to be in that situation, appreciating the opportunity to compete for that, appreciating the opportunity to have that job, appreciating the opportunity to be a father or a husband, right? Or a spouse. Like a lot of times we get so caught up about, yeah, but I got to manage my kids and this and this. Like take a second and realize like it is very, very hard and rare to be able to have a child. 
Like it's challenging, right? Like it's very mm-hmm. hard to be able to be in these situations, but like embrace it, appreciate it. And that changes the psychological context. So to me, no matter where you are and what you're doing, effort, attitude, and gratitude are always things that you can control. And to me, when we focus on those things, we feel more confident, we can lower our anxiety, and we can actually increase our chances of being successful. Thanks again for listening to the Blueprint Podcast. And if you know somebody that's struggling with fear or anxiety or wants to level up their mindset but doesn't know where to start, send them this episode. The stuff that Dr. T is talking about is actionable for anybody. You don't have to have any special background or credentials. That's the point of the Blueprint. So share it with them. You never know the impact it could have in their lives. Thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.